Yeah. This is off-white cinematic. This is off-white cinematic. Yo, you got to have it cinematic. This is off-white cinematic. Yo, you got to have it cinematic. Yeah. This is off-white cinematic. Yo, you got to have it cinematic. Yeah. This is off-white cinematic. Yo, you got to have a high when I just plaster the grid. You just heard about what I did. Front page news, rather the Huffington Post over the fold. That's how I do it when I speak it. It's all told because I'm scribing in the history books. Take a look, huh? You just shook because I'm staring you down like we're downtown in the 1800s at sundown. Just bring it to sunset. When I speak, it's no regrets. When I'm just here, I'm here to set it off because my name is off to the dub. That's how I'm just repping the pub. When I just put out the PR media blitz, I'm here to just get when the getting's good. Invading your neighborhood. When I just speak it, it's never misunderstood. Cause my communication's always at 100, 300. When I just do it, huh? It's so abundant. When I'm just speaking it, overflowing out the tub. When I'm tweaking it, when I'm just rushing you in the canyon. Yo, it's like Paul Bunyan I smack it out of the park Never leave you in the dark When I just embark On another treasure hunt When I'm just doing what I do I just bunt, huh? Psychological reaction And reverse psychology That's how I just bring the pathology When I'm just Slashing and dicing Mr. O-double knock him out like Tyson Yeah That's how I'm just disguising Always multiplying, never dividing. When I'm just shining, I'm just telling you the timing. What's up, everyone? Yours truly, Off White here. Welcome to Off White Cinematic, Season 1, Episode 10. And today, we will be talking about my baseball card collection. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thanks a lot for coming. So first of all, shout outs to the new off-white cinematic dancer, Ray Dawn. And she's there looking very lovely. Follow her on Instagram at raydawn1300. And to all you dancers out there, Please send me videos of you dancing. You don't have to be a girl in a bikini. All you have to do is dance to the off-white cinematic theme, and I'll display it here when I freestyle during my intro. Pardon me, during my intro. And another reminder, we are still doing the off-white buy one, get one free special. So the way that works is if you purchase a release at any of these record stores and send me the receipt at ryan at menugem.com, we'll send you a free off-white release of your choice. And the stores uh, are Vintage Vinyl in St. Louis, Amoeba Music in Berkeley, California, and Amoeba Music in LA. So today we'll be talking about my baseball card collection. 
I grew up here in central Illinois, where I am right now. And the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry is a big part of everyday life here. I'd like to show you this photo. Um, this is a photo where I am five years old, and my next-door neighbor had recruited me to become a Cardinals fan. So baseball was a large part of my youth, and I did play Little League. I played Little League for two years. I pitched. I was a pitcher, and um, pitching is very difficult. Uh, I was able to gain an appreciation of, of that position at a very young age. Um, when it comes to pitching, there's not just, uh, there's not just um, a physical toll but it's also uh, mentally tasking as well. Um, every play of the game begins with you. So it's definitely um, a lot of responsibility. I do remember hitting a home run during an away game in Little League. It was one of the fondest memories of my childhood. I tried out for my high school baseball team and was not selected. Uh, so as far as the baseball games I've been to in my life, uh, I've been to one White Sox game at the current stadium, New Comiskey Park, redubbed U.S. Cellular Field in 2003 and Guaranteed Rate Field in 2016. I've been to one Mets game at Shea Stadium in the late 1980s. I've been to two Cubs games at Wrigley Field. I've been to one Cardinals game at the current Bush Stadium. I've been to three Dodgers games in Los Angeles, and I've been to one Angels game in Anaheim. I've also been to some minor league games that I'll talk about later in this episode. So to be honest, I've stopped following baseball closely. After I moved to Los Angeles in 2005 and started working for USC, <clears throat> I became more interested in football, uh, and I have been ever since. But anyway, uh, I started collecting cards in 1985 and 1986 when I was around seven to nine years old, and I stopped in 1990. I mainly traded a lot with Jeff Kuklidge, aka Dallas Jackson, owner of Galapagos 4, my record label and crew. And we would trade with his older brother and other kids on the block. So at a young age, I was able to amass a collection to my satisfaction, trading with kids in the neighborhood. And trading baseball cards was kind of like a precursor to learning bartering and making business, uh, making business decisions and making business deals. So uh, I think it, it's a great uh, activity, um, you know, for, for your youth. And... Um, Without further ado, let's get to it, my baseball card collection. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. What I'm going to show you today includes my books, and when I say books, I mean binders where the cards are in sleeves. So I have book A, book B, book C, and book D. And then I have a minor league book and a uh, non-baseball cards book. <clears throat> and then at the end, I'll show uh, my complete sets, 
and um, show my comments as well. But first and foremost, I'd like to begin with a very special card. And this is a 1959 Mickey Mantle. I purchased this at a baseball card convention at a Holiday Inn in Springfield, Illinois, here in my hometown. Uh, that place is now called the Route 66 Hotel. And it's not in the greatest condition. As you can see, there are, um, well for one there's this kind of crease here in the corner. And then um, there's kind of a stain at the bottom. But it is a 1959 Mickey Mantle. Uh, I can't remember how much I paid for it, but it must have been affordable because I, I was only 12 years old at the time. But yes, I purchased it at a baseball card convention. And that hotel, Route 66 Hotel, is still around and they still do conventions there. They do conventions for comic books as well as trading cards. So, this is one of the, the jewels of my collection. This is my A book and it's been the same ever since um, I started collecting. And um, as I said in the beginning, of the episode, um, I was a Cardinals fan, St. Louis Cardinals fan, during my youth. So that is where we will begin. And here we have uh, 1985 St. Louis Cardinals, and um, I don't know if this is complete, but I remember collecting these. Uh, this would be the first year that I had collected cards. So, these are gorgeous cards. They're wearing their baby blue uniforms. Um, it's 1980s St. Louis Cardinals all the way. So as we continue on, we have uh, Mr. Ozzie Smith. I was able to get his rookie card at uh, that card convention. And um, collected his other cards as well. So I was a big Cardinals fan, big Ozzy Smith fan. And then we get into um, just kind of random Cardinal players that were, um, you know, part of different uh, years. And if you see any autographs in this collection, um, I just wanted to mention that there was a certain kind of strategy I had for getting these autographs. During the time I was collecting baseball cards, um, the magazine Beckett Baseball Card Monthly, which is a price guide, it ran an article about requesting free materials from baseball teams. And the article suggested that um, if you sent in self-addressed stamped envelopes to your favorite players, they could possibly send you a signed card back. So as you can see here, I have Jose Oquendo, um, some of the pitchers and catchers for the Cardinals at the time. 
And um, as, as I go through my collection, a lot of these autographs here were from that method. Um, of course, there are a lot of players that never returned cards, but <clears throat> I did kind of luck out in a lot of situations. So that kind of completes the Cubs and Cardinals section of my A-book. Now what we're going to get into here next is my Fernando Valenzuela collection. Now, um, when I was young, Fernando Valenzuela was a player that resonated with me because my last name is Fernandez, his name is Fernando, and I felt sort of a connection with him. Uh, so, he was my favorite player. And um, these particular stickers here are just team um, decal stickers that uh, came with some of the FLIR packs at the time. And then these lenticular cards uh, came free with uh, Sportflix packs at the time. <clears throat> but uh, without further ado, the Fernando Valenzuela. So we have his uh, rookie card here, uh, which I believe that's 1980, yeah, 1980, and then uh, 81, 82, oh, pardon me, 82, 82. Yeah, I think this is 1981, let's see. Um, yeah, I think this is 81, and then that's 82, 82, 82. Um, but as you can see, I've got it, um, you know, all through the, the tops and Donruss and Fleer for Fernando. And then this particular card, this tops card here, was 1986. So this is the regular 1986. And then this was a box card, which means that um, they had put out cards on the very bottom of the cardboard box um, that, that um, housed the wax packs at that time. So there were essentially four free cards at the bottom of the box that were part of the actual cardboard packaging of the baseball cards box. <clears throat> So you had to purchase an entire box of Topps cards to get to the bottom where there were four specialty cards uh, for players at the time. And you had to cut them out with scissors. And uh, that's what this is. So I had purchased a whole box and opened it and gotten to the bottom and cut out that special 1986 Fernando Valenzuela. And Fernando, Mr. Valenzuela, was one of the ones to sign a card that I had sent out. <clears throat> and I'll never forget that uh, day that the card came in the mail. Uh, it was a day that only one piece of mail had arrived in the mailbox. So it was the only piece of mail in the mailbox at the time. And the moment I opened it, I, I realized what it was. And I knew that he had sent it back to me. And sure enough, I opened it and he had 
So that was the card I had sent in. It actually took three years to get back. <laughs> I had sent it out in 1989, and he sent it back to my parents' house in 1992. But uh, I know he was very busy at the time. And, uh, yeah. Very cool to have that in my collection. And there are um, these kind of specially sized cards. Giant sized Donruss. And uh, in 1990, I had purchased a box of Upper Deck because uh, they're just such nice quality cards. And I was really taken by the photography and just how crisp they looked. So after buying that box, I had a lot of, you know, opportunity to collect. So I put all the Dodgers together here. Here we have Ken Griffey Jr. And this particular card right here, uh, his rookie, 1989 Upper Deck was a very significant card during my youth because it was highly sought after. Um, everyone kind of was was looking for it and um, yeah, it's a special card for me. Uh, a lot of my friends had it at the time too. So we have a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie in uh, Upper Deck, Fleer and Donruss and then some of his other cards. And I put uh, his father, Ken Griffey Sr., on this uh, page as well. And here we have Nolan Ryan. I was a big fan of his because his last name is my first name. Uh, this is a card I got from the baseball card convention, and it's a completely off-center, just an error. But it is a 1980, pardon me, 1972 Nolan Ryan. So, it's kind of cool. I had a lot of these sport flicks too. The lenticulars. And, um... Yeah, they've held up. Alright. They still work. Uh, Daryl Strawberry. So, my mom's side of the family uh, immigrated and settled in Elmhurst, Queens, out in New York. So, of course, I'm a Mets fan. I prefer the Mets to the Yankees. And at the time, you know, Daryl Strawberry was a huge figure in baseball. Tim Raines. Got his autograph. And that's the A book. And here we go with the B book. And uh, what we'll be getting into here are just kind of more of the players that you would have seen around the 1980s and 1990s. <clears throat> Don Mattingly. Carlton Fisk. Mark McGuire, Dave Justice, Cecil Fielder, there's a little mini card, Jose Canseco, 
Roger Clemens. Barry Bonds. Tony Fernandez, I was a fan of because we have the same last name. Howard Johnson, New York Mets. Bobby Bonilla. From the Dodgers, Ramon Martinez. Here we have um, Joe Torre. Um, these were some more cards I picked up from that convention. I just thought they were cool because of the designs and they were in good condition. And some of these are more of the high quality cards that were being put out at the time. These were from SCORE. And then we have these TOPS Stadium Club, which are very nice as well. And then uh, here we get into the Bowman, which they were putting out these cards. I know they were known for having the, this size cards back back in history or whatever but in the 90s they experimented with going back to that size and um, they only did it for a short period of time before going back to regular sized cards but these are still cool and then here we have these really specialty cards which I believe you could only get if you went to a ball game I want to say uh, I don't remember especially, but they are 1990s St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, they were put out, I believe, by the Forest Fire Prevention because they have um, Smokey the Bear on the back. And these are some um, Chicago Cubs cards that are kind of, um, I think these are also some special edition. Uh, one thing that I like about my baseball card collection is that it represents players from all geographic areas of the country. And a lot of what I like to see are the old school West Coast players um, because I would end up going to live on the West Coast. So it's cool to see the kind of history of some of these players and some of these teams. And then because I had bought that Upper Deck 1990 box, I had a lot of these rookies, so I kind of put these together at the end here. Okay. So that's the B book. Here is the C book. And um, this also continues in the same vein 
um, showing players from that era, late 1980s, 1990s. C book. Here is book D. Uh, this right here is a news article that I'd clipped out of my local newspaper, the State Journal Register, when they gave uh, Fernando Valenzuela a new contract. Uh, this is Nolan Ryan, a uh, Nolan Ryan uh, caricature from Beckett Baseball Card Monthly. And I believe, yeah, there's another news article I had clipped from the State Journal Register when Nolan Ryan achieved a no-hitter. Uh, that's a Daryl Strawberry large size photo I purchased from the baseball card convention. I put my Bo Jackson cards here because um, he played baseball and football. And this is also the binder where I have the Beckett Baseball Card Monthly featuring the football baseball bow. Now this was a very highly sought after card at the time and I was not able to get it, but at least I have the Beckett. And this is a minor league pricing guide that I, I thought was cool because it had Ken Griffey Jr. on the cover. So that's a minor league pricing guide from 1990 and I think that's it yeah. that's book D okay so this is my minor league book and uh, I do have a, a few minor league cards uh, this starts off with some cards from a company called Pro Cards and uh, these were you know some of the players in the minor league system and um, the reason I'm speaking a little bit about this book is because during the time that I was collecting cards, the St. Louis Cardinals had one of their minor league system teams housed here in Springfield, Illinois, the Springfield Cardinals. And uh, I would attend the games with some of my friends from junior high at the time. And they had cards. And that is what these are. So this is the 1989 Springfield Cardinals. Uh, this team is no longer here. Another minor league team does play in uh, the same stadium now. But, yes, back then it was the Springfield Cardinals. And um, this is the next year, the 1990 team. And I did get some autographs there. Uh, before the 
the start of the games. Had a lot of fun going to those games. And then back to the pro cards. So I always thought that these were kind of cool to have. And then behind here, uh, I can't remember where I got these, but these are um, the, the players for the University of Illinois baseball team, the Fighting Illini, from 1990. So I have these guys as well. And at the very end of this, I told you I had pitched in Little League, and one of the years in Little League we had made cards. So, this particular one, is me. And I even have my stats here. So, that's kind of cool. And then uh, back to the minor league cards. More pro cards. Okay, so that's the minor league book. And this book features non-baseball cards. Um, very exciting stuff in here. And we'll begin with the first ever set of Marvel trading cards. And this is very special to me because this was my introduction, essentially, into the Marvel Universe. Um, I did collect comic books at the time, but I was more into DC. So when I noticed these uh, packs of these Marvel trading cards at KB Toy Store, I snatched a couple up. And um, in a lot of ways, this was my first introduction to many of these well-known characters uh, that we know today. So these are awesome. I mean, so much fun to look through. I remember being in such a good mood um, while looking through these cards and speaking with my dad um, uh, as I was looking through them and they just brought me so much joy. Um, and I looked these up on the internet and one thing I found is that these cards um, uh, have unique illustrations. Uh, these are not taken from actual comic panels. So if you see something like this, uh, these, these illustrations were drawn specifically for this set of cards. Uh, they didn't lift this material from existing comics. Um, so this was my introduction to a lot of these teams uh, such as, let's see, I think are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy are right here. And, um, you know, 
Of course, now they're a much more well-known... Well, it's a different roster, but... Um, you know, that was my introduction to this universe. So we have the Marvel, Marvel cards. And then uh, here we have um, a couple basketball cards. We have an uh, early Michael Jordan card, which is kind of cool. And then David Robinson. And then right after that, another sign of that era, we have these Yo! MTV Raps cards. Which I never bought, but I think I traded with Jeff for some of these. And of course, uh, these were some of my favorite artists at the time. Very cool. And then we have the Operation Desert Storm cards, which, um, you know, hit the market during that military conflict. So up here we have uh, Storm and Norman, General Schwarzkopf, and uh, I have the Scud missile. I actually had doubles of the Scud. And then we have these kind of horizontally oriented cards from that set featuring the military. And then this is a second series, which is, you know, similar, but came later. And that is the Operation Desert Storm. Now what we're going to get into here is very fun. Uh, I purchased this at the card convention. And uh, this is a set of WrestleMania 3 trading cards from the WWF, as it was known at the time. Now, um, this set is not complete. When I was going through it, I realized there are two missing cards, but the photography on these and the quality is just amazing. And we have some of the well-known figures from that time. And that's the non-sports cards book. Non-baseball cards book. Alright, so what we're going to get into right now are my complete sets. And I have two of them. Uh, something special about these is the way that I had acquired them. And that is through collecting these Topps Baseball stickers that they had put out at the time. Uh, I don't have the stickers anymore, but um, they featured the same type of photography you would see on baseball cards. And they were less expensive than baseball cards. 
But if you purchased enough of these stickers and saved your sticker backs, you could mail them in to Tops, and they would send you a complete set of Tops cards at the time. So that is what I did here, and I did it uh, in two different years, once in 1986 and once in 1989. And uh, this top box here uh, is, is where I wrote uh, this kind of caption um, when I was um, around eight or nine years old at that time. So it says set of, of 1986 tops cards. And I'm not going to go through these because they're all nicely arranged. But it is um, cool to, you know, to still have these. And they are the complete sets of the tops cards at the time. Okay, so last but not least, I wanted to just show my commons. Um, this is a byproduct of collecting cards through purchasing packs. You're going to get a lot of these common cards that aren't necessarily um, uh, as valuable as some of the rest of the cards, but um, you know, uh, these span throughout the different years and brands that I had uh, collected. So... These are actually two boxes that uh, hold 5,000 cards each, and they don't even fit in the frame here. But that's alright. Uh, I just wanted to show you kind of the gist of what's going on here. So this would be one box to the left here, and then the other 5,000 box on the right. And um, one thing that's interesting is that the box on the left was from my uh, junior high days. So this, this would have been from around 1990. And the box on the right I had just purchased when I was reorganizing my collection last week. So they're essentially the same box, but uh, this one is from the olden days, and then this one is from the current day. But nonetheless, uh, you know, there's some great cards in here. And I didn't want to pack them completely to the brim, so I had stuffed some of this packing paper in the aisles here so that I could get to the cards more easily with a little slack. But look guys, that's it. And uh, I really want to thank you for taking this journey with me. It was a lot of fun getting ready for this video and presenting this video. And if you are a baseball card collector or, or were a baseball card collector, Please uh, mention um, what you enjoyed seeing in the comments or, um, you know, maybe drop a couple notes about the collection of your own. So, to wrap up today's episode, I would like to read from Alan Greenspan's memoir entitled The Age of Turbulence. 
and Alan Greenspan was the chairman of the Federal Reserve, and this book was released shortly after he had left office. At the age of nine, I became an avid baseball fan. The polo grounds were just a short walk away, and kids from the neighborhood could often get in free to watch the Giants play. My favorite team was the Yankees, however, and getting to Yankee Stadium involved a subway trip. So mainly, I read about them in the newspapers. Although regular game radio broadcasts did not arrive in New York until 1939, the 1936 World Series was broadcast, and I developed my own technique of keeping box scores. I always used green paper and recorded each game pitch by pitch using an elaborate code I made up. My mind, which had been essentially empty to that point, filled with baseball statistics. To this day, I can recite the lineup of Yankees starting players, complete with their positions and batting averages for that World Series. It was Joe DiMaggio's rookie season. He hit 323, and the Yanks beat the Giants four games to two. I learned fractions doing batting averages. Three for 11 was 273, five for 13 was 385, seven for 22 was 318. I was never as good converting fractions above four for 10, since few batters hit over 400.